welcome to the Biratic Wellness Podcast. This is the first episode and we're going to talk about health as the new wealth. My name is Camilla Hiller and I am your host and I have a very special guest today, um, uh, Dr. Barbara Kowski, that is also known as my friend as of now. We just met in Toronto, Canada, and I'm very happy that I have Dr. Barbara Kowski with me today. And I need to do a little presentation, not so little, it's uh, quite some um, agenda to let you know who Dr. Barbara Kowski is. Dr. Bob is a chiropractor, board certified kinesiologist, certified clinical nutritionist, and certified biological training structure uh, and the clinical director of the Natural Medicine Center in Houston, Texas. In addition to running a busy practice, Dr. Bob Rakowski has lectured internationally for over 29 years on various topics related to natural and lifestyle medicine, happiness and success. He has uh, appeared in numerous television shows and radio talk shows. He is a recognized expert in functional endocrinology and in office diagnostic procedures to assess nutrition status. His clinical experience ranges from treating elite professional athletes to uh, critically ill patients with variety of cancers and autoimmune diseases. I am so, so honored and stoked to have you here, uh, dear friend and colleague and business partner, Dr. Barbara Kowski. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Camilla. You know, it's an absolute joy. And, you know, even though we met in person in Toronto just about a month ago, I, I feel like, you know, you're, you're, you're like a sister and certainly a friend. And we've kind of known each other online for well more than a year. And it's been an amazing year. So great for you for being so healthy and vibrant and creative and doing all you can to pay it forward to the rest of the world. I'm so happy that we got connected and I would like to just um, for, for those who, who doesn't know what functional medicine is and uh, for the audience that I also would like to to reach the biuretic surgery community, uh, as I'm a patient myself since uh, 2011. Let me know a little bit about what you do um, in your clinic every single day of, of your life almost. Uh, can you please tell me a little bit about functional medicine and um everything that you see uh, on your on a daily basis sure you know so I, I think sometimes things are defined best in terms of their opposites uh, and so there's a you know New York Times best-selling author neurologist certified in nutrition dr. David Perlmutter and he says you know what functional medicine is the opposite of dysfunctional medicine uh, and think about that for a moment. Then he says, dysfunctional medicine is something that suppresses symptoms without ever addressing cause and effect, you know, and now we could actually think of bariatric surgery in terms of being dysfunctional because it's not that, you know, this person's stomach is too big and their intestines aren't connected just right. And we need to cut that down from about the size of a soccer ball to the size of a tennis ball to help this person get better. 
Uh, but we do need to find ways to enhance their digestion, to enhance their brain chemistry, to uh, have them less addicted to food. And, and, you know, people are beginning to realize that maybe the top addiction on the planet is sugar. So uh, a huge congratulations to you for creating such great products and sugar-free products. But when they start looking at diabetes, it's amazing that diabetes can go away so fast after a gastric bypass, bariatric surgery, because they're not able to absorb carbohydrates. But is there something else we could do? And, and you know what we found that there is, almost all the time we can take a much less aggressive approach and keep a healthy digestive system for that person. So very, very simply, functional medicine looks for cause and effect and does all that it can to optimize the body's natural healing. Uh, and you ask, what do I see? You know, well, literally world-class athletes, those are fun. They make up a few percentage of my population. Uh, people that are critically ill, they also make just a few percentage, but what about everything between? Well, that's the whole gamut. You know, people that are tired of being tired. I, I just did a consult with a gentleman today that's he's had gut problems, bowel problems for over 30 years. Uh, and it's fascinating, Camila, I will have gastroenterologists, those who specialize in the gut from a medical point of view, not knowing what kind of diet would be better for people, not knowing how to enhance their digestion without drugs. And I'll tell you, that's where functional medicine shines because most of what's going on with guts, it's actually a functional problem, not a disease, not a pathology. Well, what is the biggest danger today to our health as you see it, both uh, those who did bioretic surgery and those who didn't? Can you talk a little bit about your point of view? Well, I'll even talk about what the medical literature says. You know, when we start looking at Journal of the American Medical Association, they started publishing the first time I saw it, articles on what they called actual causes of death. You know, and, and they would list things like cigarette smoking, even though that's not going to appear on a death certificate, poor diet, lack of exercise. You know, these are things that, that are appearing there now rather than saying they died of a heart attack, stroke or cancer. But rather than just calling it one, I often tell people that there was an article in the Archives of Internal Medicine, 1989, that was called the Deadly Quartet. And they said if you had a big belly, uh, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, high blood fat, like cholesterol and triglycerides, you were likely to die early, but those are all symptoms of someone that has a poor diet, lack of exercise, a lot of stress, and possibly even intoxicated. And that's what I believe is the deadly quartet, probably in this order, stress, toxins, malnutrition, and physical inactivity. And then we have, uh, uh, what strikes me when you say that is that was me before the bioretric surgery. <laughs> that is kind of uh, stress, uh, absolutely. I check on that. Toxin, absolutely. Uh, ate like crazy. And uh, I think those two, the stress actually triggered the eating and the eating was a result of me carrying a lot of trauma that I wanted to numb. So the addiction was also in there. It was like, it, it, it was like totally terrible life to live. And I would like to ask you something that I have been thinking of a long time. Do you think that there would be a way 
uh, instead of me doing the surgery 11 years ago, if, if we have had met 11 years ago, 12 years ago now, uh, would you have been able to help me then without a surgery? Well, Camilla, you know, we can only speculate, but I, I'm pretty confident of that, you know, but th there's so many things that we would have had, had to get an understanding of. And, and one, you can recover. You know, that's the first thing I like to tell people. They get into such a hopeless circumstance and they think their only solution is to really have their bodies just completely butchered. But I've had patients that have lost 200, nearly 300 pounds by suddenly just realizing, you know what, I'm addicted to sugar and I need to beat that addiction. Uh, and then when they beat that sugar addiction, they start making better choices. Then their body starts to alkalize, their stress response goes down, their inflammatory process goes down, they start sleeping better. You know, they can start moving better. Uh, and, you know, we want to show people some level of consistent progress. So you, when you have someone that hasn't been given very good guidance at all about diabetes, hasn't been given good diet uh, guidance about exercise, stress management, uh, all types of dietary things, you know, I've had people come in and say, well, they've tried everything, but yet nothing works. And, and, uh, and then we take a list of what they tried. No, they tried everything from a dysfunctional medicine standpoint. They didn't try anything from a functional medicine standpoint. Uh, and that's where we really shine. We, we help people get better by leading them to better choices consistently over a longer period of time. So, uh, but Camila, you know, I'm definitely of the mindset, everything for a reason, everything that has a, a very big downside to it also has a big upside. And I think the big upside here is I don't know that I personally have met anybody with more passion than you and a more powerful, motivating story to say, look, I made this mistake. Let's make sure you don't make that mistake. Or if you did, let's help you get your health back anyways. I think uh, the most important thing for me over the years, when I see how uh, I've been treated in public health care, like uh, there is no hope for me anywhere and nobody knows what to do with me and so on. It's been it's been really hard to accept that human beings are going to be treated like that uh, after me as well. So I can't just sit and be quiet about this. But I think one thing that I have realized over the years is that the biggest danger for me in any case, uh, surgery, surgery or not, is stress. Mm -hmm. Because I know that, and I have stress in different uh, areas and different levels. Um, for instance, one of my biggest stress points, do you know what that is? That is actually being bored. Okay. So if I get bored, I get stressed. So I need to take care of my own boredom. So I need to do good things for myself and for others to not get bored because that boredom stresses me. And with that boredom, I want to eat. So stress is in, in, in different kinds of level. That's my uh, experience over the years. So that makes us talk a little bit uh, about stress. It's uh, everybody's talking about it. I see it in social media. Uh, uh, it's reels, it's stories, it's posts, uh, text, uh, quotes everywhere about the danger of stress. 
So I would like to talk a little bit about that. What kind of stress do you think that people today is unaware of, especially bioretic surgery patient? What kind of stress is there out there that we don't actually take notice on? Well, it's a brilliant way that you ask that question, you know, and, and here's what I'm going to tell you. I think a lot of people, unfortunately, invite bad input into their life. And that's what stresses them out. If people are watching news and it's not news, it's the bad news. That's going to stress them out. If people are eating commercially grown foods, believe it or not, those things are, which are designed to be cheap, genetically modified, having herbicides, insecticides, fungicides, they're poisoning their body and they're actually addicted to the process because those foods are engineered to be addictive. But you said something pretty fascinating. When you're bored, well, I don't know anybody that likes being bored. So how do, how do we you know, change that? And I tell people, look, we only have one life to live. So why not figure out what we would like to accomplish in all areas of our life, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, socially, financially, and impactfully. And if you literally had things that you were working towards that you were so connected to, so in love with, you know, and, and plenty of them, not just one thing, you, you would probably have a harder time being bored. But I, I look at our project together here coming up and helping the world with stress and especially the bariatric community. You know, there wasn't much time for you to be bored this last year because you were so busy dotting every I and crossing every T. Uh, and I wish that on everybody, you know, to find a project that they're so in love with that has such impact to help so many uh, and then dedicate yourself to it. But then guess what? Get ready for the next challenge because we always need more. Yeah. And when we met one and a half years ago, almost, um, what did you understand about my situation as a bioretic surgery patient? And what was your thoughts about that moment? Well, first and foremost, when I, when I met you online, I didn't know you were a bariatric surgery patient. Uh, and so when you started telling me about how bad you felt and what was going on, I thought, okay, this doesn't match. You, you look beautiful. You look vibrant. You've got a great brain. You've got creativity. You've got drive, all those wonderful things. But then when you started sharing your lab work and then your experience, you were in desperate circumstances at that point in time. Uh, and then what did I know about bariatric surgery? Well, certainly more than a superficial amount. Uh, you know, I studied it first time, maybe 20 years ago, and I thought it was absolutely barbaric. Uh, and I was at a conference where the gastric bypass surgeon was speaking. Uh, and you know what? It was really intended for people that were at such extremes, where people where they had to cut out the wall of the house because they couldn't fit through the door, where they needed a crane to put them up into the ambulance or fire engine or however they get them to the hospital. These are people that couldn't self-care. They couldn't even get out of bed to go to the bathroom. They couldn't get up to go to the kitchen and feed themselves. Well, you know, a 1,200-pound man was who he was chronicling, a guy named Manuel Uribe. And I thought, all right, this guy's going to die in his own waste if, if something doesn't happen to help him lose waste. So you might think about maybe in that extreme case. But then they just kept going, well, okay, maybe if someone's having a problem with just a few pounds, well, maybe we do something lesser. Maybe we start with liposuction. Maybe do we do a gastric sleeve, you know, and they do, maybe they do a balloon, balloon therapy or something like that. But they just started pushing it back and back and back. And, oh, you want to lose a little weight? Well, we can do this to your gut. Uh, and I would, I would think that that's an abuse of a procedure, you know. 
why not get people in a really good community with a really good purpose, with really good diet, exercise, stress management guidelines and see where it goes. And, and here's what I've seen in my patient base. Most people, and I'm not talking 51%, I'm talking in the 90th percentile can make significant improvement with the right strategies consistently. I think also something that we forget about bioretic surgery uh, in general is that it's often uh, an effect of trauma. And, and I also think that when you are taking care of patients that has trauma, it's it's very it's very hard because it's a lot of shame involved and it's a lot of anxiety involved. And um, when we met one and a half years ago, I could actually feel that my it was like I was depressed, but I smiled, and uh, it was like my brain was depressed, but I had the how shall I put it? Um, joy of I felt the joy of life, but my brain was depressed, and I saw that the 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 depression was on my brain, not in in the way I wanted to live. I you you actually told um, told it yourself just uh, minutes ago about I was vibrant. I was like, yeah, uh, uh, active and all of that. And I wanted to be that. I wanted something more for myself. I wanted to have a great life. I wanted to feel more joy. I wanted to do stuff. I thought this could not be it, just being sick all the time from this surgery. So I think that driving force in me actually kept me more alive than I actually were uh, in that moment because I, it felt like I was... It felt like my organs was shutting down, like I didn't function. Well, they were. They were shutting down. They were failing. And, and that was what's such a shock when we, when we finally discovered that. Because, again, people would look at you right now, and you didn't look that much different. You can go back to your look at your Facebook feeds, and you, you still look pretty good on the outside. But, no, your inside was really, really, really struggling. But you said so many different things as you were introducing that. And, you know, they've done these things now called the Adverse Childhood Event Studies. Uh, and a lot of that leads to addictive behavior, whether that's very harsh substances or sugar uh, or, or possibly even, you know, people that are hypersexual or even hyposexual where they where, where they won't have any type of intimate relationship with anybody because of trauma. It's, it's amazing that it can go in all directions. But ultimately, I don't think yet as humanity, as a species, we have a good solution for that yet except to just love everybody as much as we possibly can. Understand that we haven't even walked two feet in their shoes, let alone, you know, however many year, their years they've been on the planet. And I, I have so many different mentors with such different skill sets. Uh, and there's a gentleman that I'm going to give a shout out to. His name is Dr. John Demartini. Uh, and, you know, he's got a series called the Breakthrough Series, and he's good at what he does. He tells people, look, we have universal laws. It's the law of opposites. When anything good happens, believe it or not, there's an equal and opposite bad. So ultimately, figure out what that is and make sure that, you know, you find ways to help people uh, if you're ever going to put them in a position to be vulnerable. But the opposite is true. If there's something bad, there's an equal and opposite good. Now, 
the horrors that you've been through that so many people have been through, it's hard to imagine that there's an equal and opposite good. But now fast forward to today, I'm not sure we'd be having this conversation that you would be in a position to help tens of thousands of people directly and then indirectly, I don't know, hundreds of thousands and hopefully millions by preventing some of these challenges. So, you know, congratulations for paying it forward in a beautiful way. And let's keep making you happy and on purpose and get you a full recovery. And then just from a gastric bypass point of view, if you're not absorbing your B vitamins and your methyl B12, guess what? You can't make the happy brain chemicals. So, and that was a big part of you realizing, oh my gosh, I'm not getting B12. I need it. Uh, and you begin to realize, okay, this helps me, but they yeah. all help. All the vitamins and minerals help. Yeah. And I think also uh, that we have, uh, that makes me just go into to what you specialize in supplements, like what kind of supplements do we actually need to take? Because what I am seeing now in the bioretic surgery field is that we have gummy bears and there are protein shakes with a lot of junk in and all. What do you want to say to, to all of us uh, this in this community about supplements? Because for instance, I, I have learned something really crucial for myself that I shouldn't take folic acid. I should take folate. I shouldn't take cyanocobalamin. I should take meth methylated B12. How in the world are we going to get the bioretic surgery field to understand this? Because I see that um, we have doctors not understanding this. And what do you want to say about the quality of supplements? Well, generally, it's not very good, you know, and, and so we know this, but you want, you want to look at different supplements and, you know, there's companies that play tricks. They put something on the, on, on the label and people think it's good. So they, you know, people need magnesium. So they have, they have magnesium, they say, but they don't tell you that it's something called magnesium oxide, which you almost can't absorb at all. And it'll give you diarrhea if you take it. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, folic acid. Well, you probably need methylfolate. And then when it comes to B12, not cyanocobalamin, but methylcobalamin. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, all of the vitamins have an active form and especially the Bs, that's going to be very critical for especially bariatric patients. But about one in three people, one in three in our population, uh, with not even calling out a specific demographic for illness or challenge, they absolutely need the activated form of B vitamins to, to make them work within their body. Now, interestingly enough, if we could get all our nutrition from food, food is pretty amazing. It should have the active forms, but here's what a lot of people don't realize. Even people that don't have bariatric surgery, malnutrition is the top cause of death on the planet. And it has been for decades. The world has oh. depleted the soil. We've processed out the food People aren't getting in their food what they need. They're always hungry, so they keep eating. What happens then they become overweight or obese or diabetic or hypertensive with, you know, you name it going on and ultimately cancer, neurodegeneration, autoimmunity. All of these are associated with excess weight and obesity. And if we had better food, less processed, more bioavailable nutrients, people would be less likely to make poor choices. And part of the reason why people are always hungry is their body knows they need something that they're not getting. And until they make a better choice, they're not going to get it. So they'll always be hungry.
So what you actually are saying here is that if you're uh, overweight or obese, you're malnutritioned? Almost always. Yeah. And, and by the way, the, even the Global Nutrition Report 2020 said every single country on planet Earth has malnutrition. And then they, they you know, show a, someone who's obese and they say that's overconsumption under nutrition, meaning that they're eating too much, but there's nothing in it. You know, all junk food, no, nothing of value in terms of what it's going to do to help the body. And very, very fortunately, there's fewer and fewer starving people. We've done a good job getting people food, but there's just not much in the food anymore. That, that explains a lot because uh, um, if, if you think about the moment you, you start thinking about doing a bioretic surgery, you are severe overweight or maybe also a be obese. And if you then say that that situation is actually you're very malnutritioned in that situation, and then you go and do the bioretic surgery uh, you have a really bad case. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe the worst of the worst in that case, you know, we, we see these people that are just struggling and, you know, you said something interesting earlier, how are the doc, what do the doctors know about nutrition? And the sad reality is unless they've gone the extra mile to get trained outside of medical school, they know not much that's going to help a malnourished person to get better. Uh, tell me, uh, as a functional medicine doctor and practitioner, what can you actually do for us as a community? Uh, for me, it feels like uh, for the very first time in 12 years, I actually got a doctor listening to me when I met you and that actually had some answers on my questions. But if you would like... I'd like to tell uh, those who are listening now, if they don't get an answer or doesn't get help in public health care or so, what can you actually do for a bioretic surgery patient? How can you, how do you work? Can you, can you let us in on, if, if I, if you didn't know me now and I came to you uh, in your clinic, what would you do? Well, the good news is my clinic is very different and we have access to a lot of things that they don't all over the world. So, you know, there's a series of functional diagnostics that I've done for decades called bioterrain assessment. It, it consists of taking blood, saliva and urine and looking at 40 different parameters that are non-standard. But they talk about energy efficiency, stress resiliency, acid alkaline balance, metabolic rate, ability to deliver oxygen to the tissue, inflammatory process but looking at it enough or different ways to realize that, oh my gosh, you know, the standard medical tests don't show anything, but this shows that this person is really toxic. Uh, it has very poor energy efficiency uh, and maybe poor blood sugar regulation or something like that. And then there's also standard labs that we do, but we look at them differently. So Camila, I've taught lab interpretation around the world for about three decades. And one of the early references that I pulled up, it, it showed a, a medical blood report and the caption within the article was that standard diagnostic tests, medical diagnostic tests, look for pathology or disease process, not function. Uh, and we don't have to go back too far. You know, it was about 40 years ago, people said either you had diabetes or you didn't. You had high blood pressure or you didn't. Uh, and reality is there's perfect uh, of whatever parameter we're talking about. And then there's really out of balance 
uh, and everything in between. And you have to be beyond out of balance before you have a disease. So people are likely progressing towards diabetes for a decade before they get it, towards high blood pressure for a decade before they get it. Uh, and just, just a case in point. So Houston has the largest medical center in the world. Uh, and I had a patient come in who was an out of control diabetic. Uh, and he was part of that medical system. In fact, he was on the board of directors for one of the biggest hospitals in the world. And so he brought in 10 years of lab data. Uh, and, you know, I, I looked at his lab data and I said, wow, do you realize that 10 years ago you were 70% your way towards diabetes? He said, well, how come nobody ever told me that? And I said, well, you know, oddly enough, they probably weren't trained that way. Either you were diabetic or you won't. But look, here's, here's where we want you. Here's where you were. 70% the way there. So, and he knew very, very well that it would be a lot easier to get out of control then rather than let it pass on for another handful of years, become diabetic, start one medication, another medication, ultimately insulin. Now, what do we do? Well, believe it or not, it took us a little over a year, but he was able to get off of all medications, non-diabetic, no high blood pressure, all that wonderful stuff, but I'd rather get after it early. So what do we do? We do our best to, to look at everything from a most comprehensive way that we can without breaking the person's bank on diagnostics. You know, I've seen functional medicine practitioners that they won't see a patient until they have between 10 and $20,000 worth of tests. Mm. Uh, and I, I think that's absurd. You know, most of the time, and this will sound quite strange, you ought to be able to look at a person and get a really good idea. If you know how to look at them, if you know how to test their pulse, if you look at their blood pressure, do simple things like blood sugar uh, and blood pressure lying and standing, that's, that costs little to nothing, but you can get a whole lot of information with, with those simple evaluated uh, uh, evaluation strategies. I think you are on to something that I uh, discovered uh, during my 12 years in, in rehab uh, that uh, I learned to diagnose myself clinically with all the difficulties I had from my brain and the, the B12 deficiency and B1 deficiency that, uh, and also iron deficiency that I suffer from. And uh, to actually get to know that I needed, I needed a clinical a consultation from somebody that could actually say that this is, you need a lot of B vitamins because your brain is closing. So I think um, I learned over the years that it's not only the blood work that is actually uh, going to help you to know what's wrong. You need a person that can say, oh my gosh, you have... Uh, symptoms of B12 deficiency, B1 deficiency, whatever it is. So I, I actually made a list, uh, a PDF that I give to every single bariatric surgery patient I meet where all the clinical symptoms is on, on B vitamin deficiency. So if, you're absolutely right about that. And that helped me a lot to realize. And it was actually a functional medicine practitioners that said, hmm, this looks like Wernicke-Koshakov syndrome. And I just like, what is that? Never heard about it. And that from that, 
I actually could save myself from dying because I was dying. So uh, I I really appreciate that you crossed that um, uh, information because I think we don't need um, we don't need to be only uh, trusting the blood work. We need to be able to see doctors that actually can help us in all all other ways. So. What would you say is the most common symptoms from lacking B vitamins? Well, low energy and, and especially in the brain, low concentration, and that could go to another end, even being depression. You know, when a brain has plenty of energy, it can make the chemicals it needs. The brain wants to be happy, not upset. It wants to be focused, not, you know, the mind dancing all over the place. So those, those are some of the starting points. But understand your tissue can actually begin to break down your immune system can fail. The word vitamin literally means vital, the breakdown of the word, vital amine, essential to life amine compounds. And then by the way, they later found out they weren't all amines. So they, they dropped the E and they just called the vitamin. But any one deficiency is, it can kill you. They're all life critical. So people are going to manifest it differently, but generally energy, poor focus, poor immune function, more susceptible to injury, just, you know, fatigue, things like that. I, I, I haven't slept in since I did the surgery well until I met you. So I was kind of totally weared out. I didn't know how it felt to sleep the whole night uh, for, for many, many, many years. And I think that also uh, destroyed a lot of my health. Uh, can you talk about how bad sleep um, is um, affecting us? Well, lack of sleep kills, you know? And, and so when I talk about the Magnificent Seven, which I've taught them for more than three decades, you've got to eat right, drink right, think right, move right, sleep right, poop right, talk right every day. Uh, and of those seven, you know, my mentors say that everybody has their number one self-care habit. For me, it's sleep. And I think it is for most people. And here's what I can tell you. If I get a great night's sleep, I'm much more likely to have a great day. And, or as my mentors say, a great day starts the night before. But from a biochemical standpoint, if your body's not running on rest and recovery, your body then is running on stress hormones, being fueled by stress hormones. Those are bad for the immune system, bad for digestion, bad for cravings, bad for focus, bad for metabolism, on and on. And, and let's face it, too many stress hormones will kill people. Uh, and we have a world that, we're running as a general rule, too high on stress hormones, not enough with stress, rest and recovery, not enough good nutrition, not enough good exercise, and we're paying a price for it. We have a, a very unhealthy population. And I, I also think that something that we need to have as bariatric surgery patients to be able to stay active is better sleep. I can tell you that I really tried to move over the years, but it was like um, the energy just went away. I really tried to exercise all these years, but it was like I was in slow motion or it felt almost like I had lack of oxygen in my body. So for me, I, I am the bioratic surgery field. Uh, we... It's very important to move, 
But if you don't have all the nutrition, if you don't have the sleep, and if you can't stop the stress, it's impossible to be exercising because you can't barely handle the day. So um, my my exercise was very slow walks and getting into the forest to just change the brain a little bit. (laughs) That was what I had had to do now I am kind of changing so I would like you to talk about what did you do with me one almost one and a half years ago can you tell about what you helped me do yeah well you know first and foremost there were it was hard to pick a starting point because when you use functional medicine clinical nutrition and I want someone to exercise and they don't have the energy to move. I want them to get good sleep, but they haven't had good sleep in good decades. I'd like them to start absorbing nutrients, but their digestive tract has been essentially surgically butchered. And, and that's a polite term. I mean, I think it's a crime what they do to most people. Now, that 1,200-pound guy that had to get cut out of his house, maybe you could justify butchering the digestive tract. But there's so many people where that that's probably not a good idea. In fact, it's a really bad idea. But what I figured with you, Camila, was just because you were going to have such a hard time absorbing things and your body was clearly under so much stress for so long. And we had some indicators of that in the blood. The electrolytes were beginning to get off. The kidneys were beginning to be challenged. The kidneys, uh, literally, they're called the renals and the adrenals actually are on top of the kidneys. And, and in Chinese medicine, they're energetic brothers uh, when the kidneys are weak, you know, the adrenals are weak and vice versa. So I thought, well, let's do a stress reset with you. Uh, and our stress reset at that time consisted of melatonin. And we used a liquid every waking hour. Uh, or if you were able to get that, I actually don't know if you could get the liquid. That's fascinating. But you created that afterwards. Theanine every waking hour. Uh, and then the top superfood on the planet, some call it reishi, some call it ganoderma. But we used the spores, the, the most nutrient-dense part of the plant. And the science is even more complete now, but this lowers the stress hormones within the bloodstream. It calms the brain, it calms the body, it reprioritizes blood flow so that the digestive system is nourished, so that the liver and kidney are nourished, so that the brain is nourished. Uh, And Camille, you said something fascinating. You said, you know, like you didn't feel like you had the oxygen. Well, when you're stressed out, when you're chronically inflamed, you deplete a very important molecule from the system called nitric oxide that dilates the blood vessels and allows oxygen and nutrients to be delivered and also waste product away. Uh, And many great mentors have said for years, probably oxygen is generally speaking a relative deficiency in most people, not because they can't breathe, not because their blood can't deliver it, but because they're so inflamed that they don't have the nitric oxide to dilate the blood vessels to get it to the tissues that need it. Uh, And in fact, if you think about the last virus, you know, there were people, they were starving for oxygen, but they couldn't figure out why, why are you starving for oxygen? What's going on? They didn't have as good an opportunity to deliver it, but it all works on the same thing. If we get the stress under control, balance the nutrition, uh, get the inflammatory process, get the body moving, all of these things can get better. And very fortunately you did, uh, and relatively quickly as well. It was uh, an adventure to do that protocol. It can, it, before I go on talking about that, can you uh, tell me how did you come up with this protocol? Uh, when did you come up with it and how did you? Uh, I think it was some kind of trial, trial and error or am I? No, it certainly is. And, and so, you know, I, I'll share with you that 
and, and this is a, a fun evolution. So I recall my early years in practice, I would ask the question, you know, what is the one thing that I could do to help the patient the most? And then I realized one of my mentors pointed out, Bob, it sounds like you're asking, what's the least you can do to help the patient? And then what if you ask the question, what's the most you could do? And then I came to realize, you know, instead of just telling this person, you know, do this particular diet, how about really focus on eat right, drink right, think right, move right, sleep right, poop right, talk right every single day. And when I would give people nutrition, I, you know, early years, I would be a little frustrated at how slow they improved. I thought we have to be able to speed this up. So I thought, well, let's give more, but we didn't want to do it in a toxic way. So I started looking every time I would give somebody something, is there a potential for toxicity? Uh, and, you know, you and I have done different podcasts and Zooms and I showed data from the poison control database, you know, with billions of doses of supplements taking every year, nobody dies from vitamin or supplement toxicity. Nobody. These things are so safe. And the body's self-regulating. If you eat, if you get too much of something, your gut's going to say, oh, that's too much. You need to throw up or you have diarrhea and that's done. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's very few exceptions to that. So I came to realize, okay, people can use more nutrition. So I started dosing it more frequently. Well, then when I started looking at stress and myself and the founder of functional medicine, the guy that created the, the term functional medicine, Functional Medicine Institute, Dr. Jeffrey Bland, more than two decades ago, we did a series on stress. And I then came to realize over a million medical citations on stress at the time, three fourths of all visits to doctor's office were thought to be in some way related to emotional distress, addiction, bad food choices, lack of exercise, poor sleep, you name it, all related to stress. So I started thinking, how can I start easing the stress in the body? Uh, and I had already been using Reishi, Ganoderma already, you know, for you know, a decade plus, And I realized, okay, this is good. I didn't even know why, because it took until 2022 that medicine actually realized that it lowers the level of circulating stress hormones in the blood. Uh, I started using theanine, an amino acid found in green tea, because I knew that was very, very calming to the brain without creating drowsiness or tiredness. And then I was at a conference where a world-renowned endocrinologist showed, hey, we've just found something interesting. The adrenal glands, the anti-stress glands have melatonin receptors, and we're now finding out that melatonin protects the body from, you know, when the brain sends out a message to the adrenal glands, release stress hormones, melatonin buffers that, slows it down. Uh, and people were instantly realizing a benefit from all these things. And ultimately, I just started adding them every waking hour. Melatonin, very, very safe. We're now knowing it's great for the immune system, great for energy. Uh, it actually prevents cancer by 10 very powerfully proven mechanisms. Theanine, the amino acid in green tea, regular crosses the blood-brain barrier. It, it has a very quick calming without making the person tired. And then the reishi spores, Ganoderma spores, anti-inflammatory, alkalizing, complete nutrition, buffering stress. It seemed to be a good combination. So Camila, I've been teaching that combination around the world for about 15 years and, and for some top nutrition companies and what was so interesting is, you know, none of the companies put all this into one product. Uh, and when I suggested it for you, you thought, well, how can we make it better? How can we make it more convenient? And you reached out to nutrition companies. Well, it makes sense they didn't do it because theanine is fat soluble, melatonin, water soluble. They don't mix, but they put in medium chain triglycerides, bergamot, mint, things that are naturally good at calming the body, keeping a good flavor, no added sugar. 
It took them a year to do it, but they came up with a great product. Uh, and, you know, I, I had a young man that benefited so much and he was reluctant to, to share, but he had a problem with benzodiazepines, these, these prescription anti-anxiety meds. And he took his first dropper and he says, how is it that I feel this good? And within a few droppers, he said, no more benzos for me. Well, oh, how no. wonderful that if you can get someone off a harsh drug and start nourishing them. Yeah. And, and I think that the shock that uh, you brought me uh, at that time was that uh, I never gotten the advice to take two capsules of uh, Ganoderma spores and uh, the melatonin and the L-theanine all at the same time every waking hour. That was like uh, and I, you know, I have been apologizing a million times for this, but I told you that, oh, do you want to sell pills or something like that? And I, I, I actually am raised in this society here that in Sweden, it's like you don't do that much because you can poison yourself if you take that much. So I was very hesitant in, in what you told me, but... Um, you you actually said to me, do you have another option? <laughs> and that is kind of the best thing you could ever say to me because I didn't have any other option. And I, I decided to do it. And then four days in, I was so freaking sick. And I, I, I was also a bit scared and worried because I could barely get up on my feet to go to the bathroom so i i called you and you said good it's working can you actually tell me about this process because this is what i when i um tell people try this stress reset protocol they are looking at me like i'm a kind of weirdo telling them to do it every waking hour can you talk about this every waking hour and straighten some question marks here. Sure. So the reason that you can keep taking all these nutrients all the time is they get in and out of the body really, really fast. There's something called the half-life. Uh, and the half-life of what we're sharing is about an hour. So that means one hour into it, 50% of the effectiveness is gone. Now, what makes drugs so toxic is it takes the body a long time to clear it. So if you were to do that, even with baby aspirin, you know, you might just be a week later and you're dead because your intestines have bled. But that doesn't happen with ours. You get nourished with everyone. But Camila, when we put people on programs in the past and their body actually starts detoxing, I share right from the published medical literature, the symptoms of chronic poisoning include fatigue, sleep disturbance, intestinal distress, allergy symptoms, headaches, confusion, and anxiety. And guess what? People can have one, two, three, all seven, or even some more on their own. Uh, and you were one that seemed to have all seven and even more. Uh, and so I knew we were mobilizing things because we were putting good things in. And the only way you could feel that bad was we were, your tissue was starting to release really bad stuff. And I'm proud of you for, for sticking it out. I mean, you, you know, that was the interesting thing. I think I remember this conversation. It's like, Camilla, if this doesn't get you better, what are you going to do? I, I was concerned you were going to die. So, you know, I'm glad I said the right thing to keep you going. And, and our world is much better for you in it. So thank you for toughing it out and still being here. You know, it the the this uh, this experience with the stress reset protocol is 
is so profound for me. And and the the one thing that I felt on the I I think it was was the seventh or eighth day. I I didn't recognize myself. And um, I thought about it and I have been thinking about it ever since as well. And the fact is that I didn't in my entire life had a feeling of calmness without stress hormones. That was what, what I was realizing. I have been running on stress hormones since I was a kid. I had a lot of alcoholism in in uh, my childhood and a lot of traumas. And um, uh, ever since, I've run on stress hormones uh, and and uh, struggle with that. But that has been in the back of me because I always thought that I have a greater purpose. I want to do stuff. I. I think it's joyful to live. I, I have a, a driving force, a creativity that I always kept coming back to, um, but still always stressed. So I realized that I didn't actually have been feeling calm or serenity for my entire life. I have no recollection of any uh, uh, serenity in my entire life. So I'm, I'm very grateful for this experience, and I'm, I'm so, so grateful that I followed through and did this the way you told me to, because this is one of the greatest gifts I had ever been given in my entire life. To, to go on in your life and never feel calm and never feel that you can have a, a moment of serenity is absolutely awful. I know that now. And that is also why I decided I, I need to do something with this. I can't just leave this and carry this experience myself and not tell anybody else. I need to tell it to everybody. And I had a friend of mine over three weeks after the stress reset. And she, she, she told me, Oh my gosh, you look fabulous. Are you in love? And I said, yeah, probably with myself now, but I'm not, I'm not in love with anybody else. And she, uh, I just did a stress reset. I, I, I eat Ganoderma and she said, what's that? Give me some. So that is something that um, came about from this. And I, have realized now when I met you and you have introduced me to other people that also did uh, stress reset protocol or go on Ganoderma that is actually the herb of spirituality. Can you brief us a little bit about that? Well, it has a lot of different names to it. You know, the herb of spiritual potency, the herb of immortality, the nut top superfood on the planet, the king of herbs, all these things uh, and they fit. So when we start looking at spiritual potency, uh, you know, I don't know that I ever heard anybody say it the way that you just said it. And, and so my mind is processing. I'm so glad you fell in love with you again uh, because you are so lovable and so powerful and so amazing. Uh, and by the way, I believe we all are. Once we get connected to who we really are and what we're here to do, and I think that really happened. You came to realize, okay, I'm a special person. 
the things that happened to me in my life were there because I could take it. I didn't know at the time I could take it, but you could because you're still here. Mm -hmm. And then you also could do what it took to overcome, to get on the backside of it, and then to improve and pay it forward. And oh my gosh, just imagine if everybody did that. Imagine if everybody took whatever was bad in their world, found the good in it, and helped people to prevent it, overcome it, and be better for it. Such a beautiful thing. But you know, what is spirituality? You know, and one of my great mentors, Tom Morris, who has a PhD in philosophy and religion from Yale, one of the most brilliant people on the planet, he says the essence of spirituality is unity, it's oneness, it's realizing that we all come from one source. Uh, and we do, you know, I don't know what your, if your belief is the big bang, Hey, we all came from that. Or if it's God, Hey, we all came from that. And that means we're all brothers and sisters. So why don't we just love one another and get along and do what we can to make everything better. And what a fun question. Are you in love? Yeah, you are with life and your renewed purpose. So how beautiful. Yeah. And I think also that is one of my missions uh, for the bioretic surgery uh, community as well that uh, we have uh, 67% of all the patients in bioretic surgery has been through trauma and trauma is really hard to go through and it's also really hard to heal from but I think um one of the most important things for me to heal from my traumas is to have a person that believes in you, to have a person that actually uh, would like to share the best and the most positive and the, the most loving energy there is and not focus on complaining, not focus on negativity, not focus on, on the difficulties, but, but, go the other way and when you have those kind of people around you it's much more easy what I learned um, when I was 14 years old uh, I was in uh, the congregation and had a confirmation uh, with uh, uh, the priest and he uh, I was kind of obnoxious with him because I, I, I was questioning everything about God and this uh, awful world with cancer. I just lost my, my granddad to cancer. I saw the, the kids in Africa was starving, all of that kind of stuff. So I said to him, there can't be a God <laughs> when this is all happening. And I also question a lot of things and and he said something that actually stuck with me for my entire life. And he said, Camilla, you are a seeker. Don't you ever stop seeking. And that was a really great thing for him to, to say to me. And um, actually, I think it's four years ago now, he, that priest's son is now a priest in the same congregation that visited me. And uh, uh, I told him, how do you love yourself? How do you actually love yourself? And I don't know how, and I don't know if, I'm, uh, if I ever will, I, I said to him fully. And then he, he told me something really interesting. 
um, that I also that also stuck with me. He said, if you do something practical for yourself every single day, you go back and do something practical that has a positive effect of your life, then it will turn into self-love. And I actually thought that was a really good advice. So for me, it was reading my text. For me, it was going outside. Even if I was sick, I just went out to the porch. Everything like that. I tried to do something that was practically good for myself. And one of those things that I actually took a um, decision many years ago, exactly 12 years ago, to be sugar-free and gluten-free. That has stuck with me as self-love from day one. And I think that is something I would like to pay forward to the bioretic surgery field. And that's why I'm also so grateful for you putting in your time in uh, in this and helping me with webinars and all of that. That is something um, I, I think um, all the way up to here is about doing one more thing that is good for yourself, even if it's practical, making your bed or whatever. Um, it's really important to do something positive for yourself. So thank you for, for helping me do more positive things with myself because uh, you teach me every week and I'm, I'm very, very grateful for that. And one thing that I really need to thank you for is the Ganoderma spores because the first the first cup I got from Andy and uh, uh, you told me to start eating it and then we did the stress reset. Um, the stress reset was really inconvenient, I must say, to open the capsules and put the powder under my tongue and all of that kind of stuff. That was not my... Uh, I, I realized really soon that this cannot be possible to put out to the world. And at that time, I searched for clean and pure B12 drops, couldn't find them. And I thought one of the most coolest answers I got was from you when I asked you after three weeks of hesitation and fear, Dr. Bob, can we do stress reset drops? Uh, uh, what do you think about that? And you said uh, that that was a great idea. So we started the project and now the stress reset drops are here. And uh, I'm very proud of this project. I'm very proud of being in your corner and uh, I'm very proud of being alive and vibrant and getting more and better energy, sleep like a baby. And what also this did that I need to talk about uh, that you explained to me, I had some severe cramps several times a week that actually made me pass out sometimes. Um, and uh, I got rid of those cramps and I understood that it was because my intestines was hooked up in my scars after seven surgeries. It's it's a mess in there, of course. Can you tell me what actually happened? Sure. So very, very simply within that 
capsule that you have there, the spores. And by the way, I, I want to be very, very clear that you want to use the best available. And that's why we use organospores because they have a patented process by which they have 99.9% .9 nutrient bioavailability. And the next closest competitor is about 15%. So you, you want to you get something that's actually going to work. But there are actually things within the spores that medically they call them fibrinolytic proteases. So fancy words, but fibrin is essentially scar tissue. Lytic means to break down. Protease is an enzyme. So it's an enzyme that breaks down scar tissue. Uh, and, you know, if you, if you take enzyme products with food, you digest food. If you take it away from food, it gets into the system and it can do things like digest scar tissue. Uh, but Camila, I'll take a, you know, one, intestinal fibrosis, very, very challenging, but that can happen anywhere. You could have lung fibrosis, you can have cardiac fibrosis, uh, and then these organs begin ch to get choked off by scar tissue and it can be a problem. Uh, and I tell people, you know, I did a consult with an individual that had a really bad case of COVID. He was a previous lung cancer survivor. He was intubated. Uh, and when he was released, he had just a very hard time getting oxygen. And they said, well, you have something called pulmonary fibrosis. Your, your lungs are scarred all over and you're in trouble. You know, you're going to need supplemental oxygen. And if you don't get a transplant, you'll probably die in the not too distant future. So we gave him the proteases every waking hour. Uh, and 30 days later, when he went back to his pulmonologist, the lung doctor, the doctor just looked at me and says, oh, I guess it was wrong. You don't have pulmonary fibrosis. Your lungs aren't scarred up. Well, think about that. You know, there, it's not in their paradigm that it goes away, but it did for you. It did for him. And it has for many. And by the way, this is in the medical literature. Even if you look at athletes, when they overtrain and they get scar tissue, if they take these proteases away from food, they dissolve the scar tissue and they keep the tissue healthy and supple. So uh, that was just one of the many benefits uh, and you know what, you probably have more things that went well in your body that we haven't even figured out yet, but we're just glad you're better. Yeah, I also think so. And, and what I can feel like physically is that my, it, it feels like my intestines shrank. And I think uh, I had the biggest inflammation in the universe, maybe. So I think that is also what happened for me, like the the inflammation went down really well, so I didn't have had to be like swollen, and I think everything went better after the stress reset protocol. And I kept on on doing the Ganoderma, and what what I would like to know about Ganoderma, how does it how can it support a bariatric surgery patient? on a daily basis? Well, so their biggest problem is malnutrition and it could be inflammation and healing and even food addiction and other things like that. And I don't think that's really addressed. If they don't address the psychological component, there's lots of people where bariatric surgery fails because they continue to eat and eat and eat and they stretch their stomach back to original size or even bigger. Uh, and so if we can give the body the nutrition it needs, and it does have all the fabulous 50, all the vitamins, minerals, amino acids, proteins, carbohydrates, fat, fiber, and water, and doses to make a difference to human health, it alkalizes the system that helps the body to detoxify. It modulates the inflammatory process. It's great for circulation. It's great for the brain chemistry. It's great for the liver, the kidneys, the bowel, the heart, the lungs. 
And you might be asking, well, my gosh, what is it not good for? Well, it's not good for you if you want to stay sick. <laughs> That'd probably be about the best answer we'd have. It's safe. It's effective. Now, listen, there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to need more than just Ganoderma spores, mm. but there's nobody that'll be harmed by it. Uh, and if people do enough of it often enough, they're probably going to see some things getting better, you know, that maybe they didn't even realize were a problem before. You know what? And, and I can't even tell you when, when people suddenly start feeling good, they go, wow, you know, I, I, it's good to be back to myself. I really didn't realize how horrible I felt and how I wasn't even me for the longest time. You know what? I, I think that's kind of the realization you had. You're very lovable and you finally became you and, and realize, wow, I'm an awesome human. I can add value to the world. So I'm glad I could be part of your journey to find you. Yeah, and uh, you probably will help me more. I, it's, uh, it's like I'm understanding there, there is normal health and there is optimal health. So I'm kind of going towards optimal health now, learning more about what I can do and how I can uh, help myself. Uh, now the next step is going to be the movement, of course, because now I got more energy I feel much more vibrant and it's like I have um, my, the drive I feel up here. I'm starting to have it in my body. So that's a, a big change for me. Before we wrap up, I would like to talk a little bit about what really changed also. And that was to change the coffee. I know that you I think it was you that said, change your coffee and change your life. And I just like, okay. Uh, I drank 10 cups of regular coffee each day just to stay awake. It was especially bad when I had to do stuff in the evening or in the afternoon. Uh, I was wasted like three o'clock. So the only chance I had was to drink a lot of regular coffee. So I had a lot of jitters. And I felt awful in my stomach and I had really bad sleep. Plus, I was malnutritioned. So that was the case when, when we met. And uh, you put me on two different coffees. I have, I have been drinking both black and king, mostly king, but I also like black a lot. So I drank black as well. Can you tell me a little bit? about these coffee, uh, King and Black, what is the difference between those two? Sure. So by the way, the King was just won an award a few months ago, the world's best organic coffee. <laughs> so that, that's a pretty good distinction there. Uh, and, and so the King is the premium product. I like to say that it's the smooth blend. The Black is the bold blend. They both have Ganoderma. The King actually, uh, organic Ganoderma, the King has the spores The black has the Ganoderma loosening the flowering body, so it wouldn't have a strong medicinal benefit. Um, and what I tell people is, you know, the therapy that will be most effective or the program will be the most effective is the one you'll do consistently. So if someone has a preference of which one they like, well, guess what? That's probably going to be the one they'll do consistently. It'll move them in the better direction. Uh, and, you know, I, I really recommend them based on the patient's preference, but the, the King is going to be a better copy than the black, even though both are far better than the, you know, the next best in the, in the competition. Uh, but we also talked about Organo's latest blend, which is a three mushroom blend. It's got the, the Royal has the spores, which are very, very powerful. 
It also has the uh, cordyceps and the lion's mane. So, you know, Ganoderma lucidum, cordyceps, lion's mane, uh, three different mushrooms with very different action. Lion's mane has a lot of great uh, research for its ability to help the brain. And there's a lot of people that feel, you know, almost an instant focus as they do this. Cordyceps, better for lungs, energy, especially athletic energy. Uh, and then we've got the Ganoderma, which is good for everything. You combine the three and some people are seeing really phenomenal changes. And Camille, I tell a story, you know, I, I, I've got so many different types of patients and I had a mom in last week uh, who her 11 year old son had been taking drugs, attention deficit drugs to get through the school day. Uh, and then the insurance finally said, yeah, sorry, we don't want to pay for that anymore. So they were going to have him go from whatever he was taking to a less expensive generic option. Uh, and, you know, there was a gap in time where they didn't have any medication. And mom thought, you know, this Royal coffee really makes my, my brain feel better. Let me make my 11 year old son a cup. You don't often think of 11 year olds drinking coffee, but he drank it. And within a very short period of time, 15, 20 minutes, he said, oh my gosh, mom, my brain feels better. You know, and he went to school and he had one of the best days he's had in a long, long time. Well, he's had Royal every day since then because he realizes, oh my gosh, this is so good for my brain. But keep in mind where people are probably going to feel it most is where they need it most. So yeah. if you have a digestive challenge, maybe it helps there. If it has an energy challenge, maybe it helps there. If you have a sleeping challenge, this might sound strange. Maybe it helps there uh, because people that consume it, it's proven. They fall asleep faster, sleep deeper, longer, wake up more refreshed. It buffers the effects of caffeine with things that do keep smooth energy. So instead of having a rise and a crash and a rise and a crash or all these jitters, you just have this smooth, beautiful yeah. energy all day long. And, and so it's a big hit, you know, and, you know. Why, why, yeah. why is it that it helps for everything? Because that is too good to be true. People well, say it doesn't help everything, but it doesn't hurt anything. How about that one? Right. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell people that I read a book many, many years ago that was called Your Body's Many Cries for Water. Uh, and it was written by a medical doctor that I believe was in an Iranian prison. And all that he could give to people to help him was water. And he came to realize, wow, they get a whole lot better. And so it's fascinating. We have a dehydrated population. So you might say, well, coffee dehydrates. No, not when it has the nutrients that the Ganoderma coffee has in it. It actually hydrates, it helps the liver, it helps the kidneys, it helps the digestive system, it calms the nervous system, it reduces the stress hormones within the blood, it alkalizes the body. And those are all steps towards better health for nearly everybody walking around. But does it help with everything? No, but it certainly doesn't help anything. Uh, and you know what, as you start getting some things better, who knows, maybe you make another better healthy choice. Maybe you reduce the stressor in your world. Maybe you move a little more, maybe you sleep a little deeper. Uh, and as we start adding these things up, well, then maybe whatever you're dealing with, you can get better and, and hopefully become your best self. I um, I got a suggestion for you from you um, at the time of, of uh, uh, this stress reset protocol I did. I I I think I said both to Andy and and to you that. Uh, I don't know if I can afford it uh, to eat it as as much as I want. I would like to eat six to eight spore capsules every single day. I didn't know if I could afford it and then change the coffee. I, um, I wasn't in a very good financial spot back then. And uh, what I did was actually 
I started, I didn't take as much in the beginning, but you offered me a possibility to be a member of the Organo team that you have created um, with a lot of people, a very loving and caring family over in, in US and, and Canada. And um, you offered me to be a member and uh, I signed up as a member in Organo. And I can tell you, I just want you to know that now I have actually Organo paying for all my supplements. And how's that? I made a business out of, of actually drinking the coffee. People want to know how I, uh, how I can feel so fabulous being the person I am today and what I was back then. So today Organo actually pays for my supplements. So I wanted to take a moment before we close this uh, podcast about the fact that uh, if you say that supplements are expensive and all of that, I really, I realized it was to me. But getting this opportunity to actually do something good for others and pay my my supplements has been so wonderful. And I would like you to finish up this uh, this podcast by talking a little bit about the possibilities for anyone out there, but especially biuretic surgery patients where where we have probably crushed our finances and uh, long for something else for ourselves than sickness and bad finances and all of that. Can you, what, what would you like to say to, to, to that part of the community where that struggles? Well, first and foremost, I, I think far too many people are struggling. You know, they've done economic reports here on the U S and the average family it costs them an extra $371 a month for, for food and gas over what they were paying just two years ago. So, you know, there, there's this crazy inflation going on out there, but, you know, Organo is what's called direct sales. And, and so anybody that loves the product can say, you know what, I want to be a distribution partner. Uh, and, you know, our price here in the U.S. is $49.95. I think it's a similar price, whatever the Swedish Kroner exchange is to, to get to that number. But what we tell people is if you've got two customers just like you, just like you, if they have the same habits, then basically your products would be free if you had two customers. Mm -hmm. But the company's not gonna limit you to two. You can have two, you can have 20, you can have 200, you can have 2000, you can have 2 million uh, and no limit. Uh, and ultimately there are people, you know, that are so good at sharing the product and what it can do that they built, you know, multi-million dollar plus business. Uh, and they do it from their home and from their phone because we're, you know, it's a virtual world now, we can share uh, and can be like, you know, I often tell people, you know, the, the way that this all started was someone sharing a better cup of coffee, someone else falling in love with it and saying, hey, do you know anybody else that wants a better choice? Uh, and, you know, it grew. We're in now 40 countries and expanding. We're coming up on our 15th year. And Organo is committed. You know, their catchphrase is sharing the treasures of the earth with the people of the earth. Let's think about the two treasures right now. How about better health? How about better wealth? And if we had a hundred people in a room, we said, who wants better health? Pretty close to all hundred. Who wants better health? 
a better wealth, pretty close to all 100. So guess what? If you want to be a part of this, if you want to make the world better, you know, especially the bariatric community, there's no doubt that y'all need it. And I'm pretty sure if you look, you'll probably find two people just like you. Uh, and if you get, you know, two like you, your products are free and we can build and we can share together. And just like with you, I'm more than happy to help anybody who's ambitious and wants to make the world better. So um, I think this is a, a, a fantastic way of feeling better and helping other people feeling better. I think it's uh, one of the best things to have a cup of coffee and talk about it and reach out to us um, there are so many options and I also would like to point out that what struck me the most with going in as a member of, of the Organo family was the, the team that you have created and all the love that you have uh, paid forward to the entire team and how I got help from Diane Solano and Dr. Paul Charlton and so on. I I can't even express how much that means to me. And that also is helping me to be a more loving person each day, what this world actually needs, more loving people towards each other, as you said before. So I think um, I just want to to make sure that you know what an incredible team you have created and how how you serve is extraordinary and i i'm 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 so grateful that you take the time to help me out and i'm very very proud to be a business partner in crime now with the stress reset drops uh, so um i would like you to get to finish up this podcast because you have a magnificent way of finishing your calls. And I, I just want to thank you all for listening. All the um, uh, details about Dr. Bob and myself, you can find in the description of the podcast. If you like this podcast, share it. And please give us a review as well. So thank you so much for being here. And I leave it to you, Dr. Bob, to finish this podcast. All right. Well, one of my great mentors is a gentleman who's, who's passed now, but his name is Jim Rohn. And he would wrap up with four questions. By the way, Jim Rohn launched Tony Robbins. And he got these questions from a very classic book called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. But here's how he'd wrap it up. The first question is why? Why did you take the time to join us today? There's so many other things you could do. Well, the second question is the answer to the first. Why not? Why not learn about something that's easy, delicious? And if you have a few friends, free. Think about that. Free. A few people like you, you can make amazing changes for free, but you do have to step up and make that effort. Third question is why not you? Someone's going to say, I want to make better choices. I want a better life. I want the air of spiritual potency. I want to feel comfortable in my own skin. I want to control my cravings. I want to be healthy and lively and fit and connected to a community that's committed to helping the whole world get better that way. Uh, and the final question is, why not now? So the longer you wait to act on information, the least likely you are to act on it. So if someone sent you to this podcast, get back to them and say, hey, what's my next step? And if it was Camila or myself, get back to us. And we're happy to help you take that next step and the next and as many as you like to take. 
And Camille, my classic wrap up is this. I'm Dr. Bob Rakowski, absolutely knowing that we can all be happy, healthy, and successful. And I always like to say, good night, good day, good everything, and God bless. Thank you, Dr. Bob. Uh, and we will see you soon again in the organic community. Thank you for taking the time for us. You're welcome. Thank you.